0: Alright, hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mavs Corner. My name is Kyle Klish, and on this episode I'm going to talk about the game last night against the Grizzlies. We beat them, we beat them handedly, uh, 121-96, to and it wasn't even that close. Uh, well, yeah, it's a 25 point win, but we beat them pretty bad. Uh, the Mavericks improved at 39-25. First time being 14 games above 500. Uh, it's very good. Hopefully we can make it 15. That'd be nice. Go and 25 But anyway, Mavericks go to 39-25. I think they're still considered the 7th seed in the playoffs. It's a very tight race between 5th, 6th, and 7th seed for sure. Then there's a gap between the Mavericks and the Grizzlies, who they just beat. So, I'm going to talk about that. Also going to preview just shortly of uh, the next game. Going to try to get the... My groove back into it. So we'll talk a little bit about the Pacers. Which is going to be the game tomorrow, Sunday. So, Anyway, let's talk about this game last night. Uh Started off with Luka Doncic. Played 30 minutes. Only 30 minutes, so not too bad. 7 of 20 from the field. So he didn't have a, a great shooting night. Somehow still able to get 21 points. Shot the ball 2 of 8 from 3-pointers. So again, just to reiterate, he didn't shoot the ball very well. And to reiterate, even more so, five of eight from the free throw line. So it just keeps on going. It's just, I don't know. I mean, maybe part of it's the thumb. You know, he's injured his thumb, but uh, he he was he wasn't doing too hot from free throws uh, before the injury. So I just I just you know like you gonna have to just suck it up and just wait till the off season. Hopefully, he can work on it some more and come back next year and be an eighty plus free throw shooter but anyway if that's the only thing that's hard to watch you know with Luka then that's cool because I mean he's, he's still a great player very 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 awesome uh six assists to only one turnover you gotta like that the six to one turnover assist to turnover ratio two steals four rebounds you know like I say you know with 21 points he's actually the one starter that had a. at a minus or a negative value for the plus minus. He was a minus 6. <laughs> it's crazy. We beat this team by 25 points and he was a negative. Uh, let's move on to Porzingis played 29 minutes, 9 of 19 from the field, so not too bad. 4 of 9 from three-pointers, so that's pretty good. It's really good actually. It's north of 40%. Got like that, 4 of 5 from free throws. That's good. Uh, 11 rebounds, so he got his double double, four assists, three steals, not blocks, three steals. Now blocks, he still got four, <laughs> three steals, four blocks. I mean, the, this is ridiculous. Only one turnover, 26 points, plus 38 on the plus minus for the game. Yeah, he definitely he was he was definitely player of the game. There's no doubt about it. Porzingis just lit it up, and played so he played even better defense i would argue that he played better defense than offense and that's saying something so he's been on a tear and it just it feels great like it's finally here like Porzingis feels like he's like 100 you know pretty much so this is what i was kind of hoping for you know after a month or two of the season but it took a little bit longer so yeah, it is what it is, but it's it's here. It's great. Let's let's relish it. Let's ride this let's ride this boat. Continue on with Maxi Kleba, thirty minutes played, three of eight from the field, three of seven from three pointers, so that's not too bad. Four rebounds. Wish he had got a couple more rebounds, but it's alright. Two assists, one steal, two blocks. A nice little block party, guys. Uh see he got a steal as well. Yeah, we we just we stole the ball quite a bit. He ended up with nine points. It's not, not a bad game from Kleba. Nothing too like, whoa, but got a couple blocks. It's always a thing. Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee got the start. Let's see, Hardaway and Dorney Finney Smith both sat out. Dorney Finney Smith with that hip injury, hip strain, I believe. And then Tim Hardaway Jr., I think it was his back. I can't remember why he sat out. But anyway, there are you know, two normal starters. They were sitting now. So Courtney Lee got the start. It's not his first start either of the season, so it wasn't like a whole new world for him. A whole new world. Uh, he played 29 minutes, 5 of 6 from the field, so he only missed one shot. 3 of 4 from three-pointers. Five rebounds, two assists, two steals, one block. He just he played a little bit of everything. Ended up having a plus 25 on the plus minus 13 points. It was, very, it was easily his best game of the season. It was his season-high 13 points, so very, very good game for him and much needed for us i mean granted i know we beat the grizzlies by 25 and the grizzlies had their own injuries to deal with too but the fact the fact remains that we we were losing we were uh, without hardaway and we were without dorian finney smith and to, to top that off the fifth starter uh, seth curry we lost him the second half i mean he you know he only played the first half Played 15 minutes, seven of nine from the field. The guy was just was tearing it up, once again. He's just a flamethrower. That's that's his nickname that I've given him. I mean, whatever. A lot of people call him that, but that's just, that's how I refer to him as. He's he's just the human torch, flamethrower. One of three from three pointers. it's a little interesting, but like he was making everything else. Uh, one rebound, and that's about it. Plus 19 from the plus minus deal. 15 points in just the first half, and then he went down tweaked his ankle last i heard it's not too serious so he's like questionable for tomorrow's game against the pacers we'll see i'm, I'm gonna say doubtful right now but it's it's not, it appears to not be too serious so that's good right cross your fingers let's go ahead and move on to the bench uh michael kid kilgrist Kil, uh, michael Kidd gilchrist played 15 minutes so a bit more than he's used to uh which is good he needs more reps he's a great defender Missed all of his shots, 0 for 3 from the field, 0 for 2 from three-pointers. That's not surprising. He's not that great of a shooter. Uh, four rebounds, one assist, and that's about all he did. But uh, as far as the box score can say, he played good defense. I know he did. He's always going to do that. So The big guy from the bench was Justin Jackson. Played 32 minutes. That's quite a bit. He He got the... He got most of the minutes in the second half when Curry was out. He picked up the slack. Uh, four of eight from the field. Two of four from three-pointers, so not too bad. Uh, he definitely showed some hustle. I like that. I I don't see that enough from him. You know, he we talked about this before. He doesn't really go for rebounds and all that, but you know, he hustled a lot, so he, he definitely played very well. He got four rebounds, four assists, uh, one block, ended up with ten points. Had a plus-29 on the plus-minus stat sheet, so definitely one of Justin Jackson's better games, much needed, because he's definitely the guy that's, to me, he's just, it's disappointing, like, the way, like, I had predicted he was going to be this season, before, you know, the season started, and just the way it's transpired, but definitely a good game for him. Dude, we saw Bobon Bobon for four minutes only, but he came in and... He lit it up, guys, three or four from the field, one of two from three pointers, yes indeed he hit a three pointer crowd went crazy, it was awesome, uh made both his free throws It's awesome too, one rebound, and ended up with nine points in just four minutes, so this guy love it he just he he's so he's so fun to watch, and he's a great player, he really is he's got a nice touch for a big guy down like to toss the ball in. So, <clears throat> very good game for him. Always like to see Boban get some minutes. Willie Chloe Stein, he played 11 minutes, 2-5 from the field. He got a couple rebounds, four of them. Uh, three assists, kind like that. We got 30 assists as a team altogether. That's huge. That's, that's a pretty big number. I think our average is like 24-25. Yeah, so... Very good night as far as assists go. Willie Clay Stein had a block and four points, so not too bad. J.J., J.J. Barea got 15 minutes. He just shot the ball terribly, Uh, (laughs) one of seven from the field, one of six from three-pointers, but he got the one in. Definitely the crowd went nuts for him and Boban. those, Those two guys are like fan favorites. Uh, He picked up two rebounds, dished out three assists, and no turnovers. Got the three points. So it is what it is for J.J. Barea. And then last but not least, DeLon Wright, 29 minutes played, four of six from the field, one of two from three-pointers, made both his free throws like that. Uh, Here's the sneaky stats, guys. Eight rebounds, five assists, three steals. That is huge. Eleven points. How does he do it? I don't know. I just don't know. It still surprises me. He is the <clears throat> sneaky player of the team for sure. Those just those stats just pile up. And as a team, we shot the ball forty-five of ninety-five, good enough to be forty-seven point four percent. Three pointers, we were eighteen of forty-seven, puts us at thirty-eight point three percent. So that's pretty good, guys. I uh, think above average is. I think league average is thirty-five point five talking about last year's numbers so 38.3 is really solid uh free throws 13 of 17 that's not bad really isn't it's 76.5 percent but considering that we only missed four free throws it's not bad and luca missed three of those so if it wasn't for luca you know if if he was a better free throw shooter it, it would be a lot better but again it is what it is as far as the rebound battle uh we got 48 Memphis got 47 so we didn't really beat them there. Like I mentioned before, the assists we dished out 30 assists. Now Memphis they dished out 29 themselves, but they're they dish out more assists per game than the Mavericks do. I think they dish out like averaging 27 a game. But Mavericks 30, that's quite a bit more than usual. 11 steals. I love that, really do. See we caused the Memphis Grizzlies to turn the ball over 19 times that's massive uh so yeah guys it was a great game loved it um i know a lot of people are like well it wasn't super competitive it, it was to begin with you know the first two quarters you know it, it was and then the second half it wasn't we we blew them out but we gotta have these games especially against teams i mean i don't want to dog on memphis but here's the thing. They were missing Brandon Clark and, and uh, Jackson. <coughs> easily two of their top three players. I mean, they still had John Morant, but they're a young team too. We are, but we're not as young. And just, we got to be able to put these games away, especially at home. Especially at home. So it, it was very satisfying to see that the Mavericks were able to take care of home, home court. So... All right, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to briefly preview that game. Tomorrow is going to be against the Indiana Pacers, so you guys stay tuned. All right, then. Welcome back to the Mavs Corner. We were talking about the Mavericks beating the Memphis Grizzlies 121-96. Mavericks improved to 39-25. They're now 14 games above five hundred. i I'm hoping they break that fifteen game mark, you know, forty and twenty five would be great, but uh they've got a tough opponent to play, guys. Uh gonna move on to the game against the Pacers. And looking at them, they're kind of like the uh Eastern Conference version of the Dallas Mavericks. So their record right now, they're thirty seven twenty five. They're twelve games above five hundred. They're sixth in the in the Eastern Conference. I mean they're and they're they're a good team. So uh Sounds a lot like the Mavericks, you know. The Mavericks are a good team, you know. They're, they're right now we're 14 games above 500 and we're seventh in the Western Conference, so it's pretty similar stuff. And then overall, overall, the Pacers, um, they've been in the NBA a bit longer than Mavericks. I think five more years than the Mavericks. But as far as the record goes, overall record, you know, wins and losses, it's it's just above 50 percent. Like 1700 plus wins and like 1700 plus losses. They're slightly above 50%. It's the same thing for the Mavericks. Obviously, not as many games. Like I said, five years, give or take. So it's what, 400 more games? But uh, we're basically just above 50% as well. So it just kind of surprised. It just it was interesting. I just wanted to say that uh, the Mavericks and the Pacers are basically the same, you know, all these years. Kind of so. Um, let's talk about them a bit, see if they have any injuries to worry about. let's see Malcolm Brogdon, huge guy. I say huge. He's not tall or anything like that, but he's he's very gifted, very talented. He's day to day. He's got an issue with his uh hip. He was doubtful for last night's game against the Chicago Bulls. I'm not sure if he played sounds like he didn't play. But uh, he might play Sunday, that, I kind of hope so, and I kind of hope not. You know, you want to play teams at their best, right? But at the same time, we want wins, too, if you want a higher seed, of course. Some people don't want the higher seed. They want to stay the seventh seed. But Clippers, they, they might be getting to that number two seed. And if that's the case, we don't want to be number seven. We want to be number six or number five or four. We don't want to play the Clippers or the Lakers. I don't want to do that. So. Jeremy Lamb, he is out for the season, so it's not even talk about that. Doug McDermott, he's day to day with his toe. He was questionable for Friday's game, so last night. So I'm assuming he'll probably play Sunday. Oladipo was also uh, questionable. Oh man. So they had all these people that are questionable uh, for last night's game, but they're probably they're gonna be, probably be probable for Sunday's game. It's gonna be a big matchup. Hopefully Hardaway Jr. and and Dodo. And Curry, hopefully Luka gets over his illness. Yeah. Hopefully get back to full strength. So let's take a look at their stats. It's been a while since I've done this. Uh, okay. Let's look at their pace. They're 24th in the league as far as pace. So I think that's around, right around the Mavericks, if I can remember correctly. We were 20th back in the day when I looked at it. That's been a while ago, but I don't think it's changed. So... I, I take that as good news, you know, the Pacers aren't going to outpace us, whoa, they're not going to outpace us in that regard, uh, they should be number one, bro, Pace, Pacers, come on, what the heck, <laughs> um, let's look at their stats for real, field goal percentage, gosh, they're third in the league, they hit their shots very well, 47.6%, third in the league, so, Uh, not so much three pointers, three point percentage are 12th in the league, which is still good, but they, they attempt the least amount of three pointers. They're 30th in the league, averaging only 27.7 three pointers a game. That shocks me. I wouldn't have thought of that, especially with Brogdon. I thought Brogdon was a pretty good three point shooter. I'll have to look into that. Now two pointers guys, they are the best. (laughs) Um, well, I say the best, they, they, they put up the most two pointers, So, I feel like they're like the San Antonio Spurs now. They're like a mixture of the Mavs and the Spurs. Uh, Spurs, they they love the two-pointers. The Patriots do, too, apparently. And they're 10th in the league as far as two-point percentage. So, needless to say, they're a pretty good shooting team. Uh, Free throw attempts, they are dead last. They attempt only 19.1. And, see, they're 10th in the league as far as free throw percentage. Not too big of a deal, but point is they don't get to the free-throw line too often, so kind of plays into the whole pace. You know, they're slower, so they're maybe not as aggressive. Maybe, I don't know. I haven't really watched them, so we'll the, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, what else is interesting? They are fifth in the league as far as turnovers. They only turned the ball over 13 times, so they're, again, that goes back to the Mavericks. They're pretty similar in that in that regard. Uh, nothing else too exciting about their offensive stats. Let's look at the opponent's stats against the Pacers. (sighs) Let's see, the Pacers, they are eighth in the league as far as their opponent's field goal percentage. 44.9%, so they're pretty good defensively as well. And they're really good defending three-pointers, allowing their opponents to shoot only 32.9. That's not going to matter. The Mavericks are going to put them up no matter what. But they're 10th in the league as far as opponents' three-point percentage. Uh, opponents only shooting 34.7% from three-pointers. So there's, there's a little difference right there. The Mavericks, were obviously, we're a better three-point shooting team than that. And we shoot three, well more three-pointers than what the Pacers are usually allowing teams to. So which way does it sway? Does it sway towards the Pacers' advantage or the Mavericks'? I'm going to, and I don't want to be like biased. You know, yeah, I'm a Mavericks fan, yeah, but... Looking at this from the outside, I would think that the Mavericks are going to, you know, take advantage of it, and they're going to shoot when they can shoot, especially with Porzingis guys. I mean, he's been on a tear. He's seven foot three. It's really hard to defend him, especially when he's shooting from basically at the logo. <laughs> yeah, and Curry. Yeah, you know, I mean Curry. Gosh, hopefully he plays. In, in that hard Hardaway, and Kleba. I mean, we have so many good shooters. It's great. When I'm looking at the rest of their stats, let's see, opponents, they average 6.7 steals. So that puts the Pacers at number one in that category. So I'm assuming that the Pacers, yeah, I mean, it's not assuming, it's a fact. The Pacers don't turn the ball over that much. So it's very hard, very difficult to steal the ball from the Pacers is what I'm gathering here. Uh, also, it's difficult to block them. Apparently, only 4.5 blocks a game against the Pacers. So, it'll be interesting. You know, Porzingis and Kleba, I think they have something to say about that. They, um, so, lastly, I want to talk about their ratings here. Uh, as a team, offensively, they're rated 16th. Defensively, they're rated 7th. So, they're definitely a better defensive team. So, not quite like the Mavericks. The Mavericks are definitely like top dogs offensively, and then they're... Yeah, I think slightly above average defensively. I would think so, especially with Porzingis, the way he's playing, and Cleva, Dodo, and all that. Yeah, so. All right, let us look at some players here. I wanted to look, particularly I wanted to look at Malcolm Brogdon, his three-pointers. He's averaging 4.1 three-pointers uh, attempts. Uh, while well, he's only shooting 31.3% from three-pointers, so that's shocking me. T.J. Warren, 37.8%. So I wanna watch out for him. Justin Holiday, forty one point eight percent. Uh Victor Lodipo, he's the one that probably puts up the most as far as attempts, five point three a night, but he's only averaging twenty six point four percent. So it's a little shocking. He's he's better than that, but he's he's definitely a good two point shooter, I would say. So gotta watch out for Sabonis as well. That guy he's he's very good. Rebounder and he can score down low too. He, he'll he'll Pose problems for for Porzingis and Kleba. He he did last time, and Porzingis acknowledged it. It was a good game. It really was. I think, I'm pretty sure we beat them. Pretty sure. Um, but yes, bonus. Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner. I mean, God, I got to watch out for Turner too. Depot, Justin Holiday, Aaron Holiday. Oh gosh, Doug freaking McDermott. Let's look at his three-point percentage. He's usually a good one. Oh, yeah, 44.5%. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's your there's your sharp shooter right there. He's averaging 4.3 attempts, knocking down just below two of them, 1.9. So it's good enough to be 44.5%. Watch out for Doug McDermott. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that's going to do it for me. Uh, really enjoyed doing this. It felt just like old times. Uh, as always, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. It's going to be at Mavs Corner. Mavs Corner. Uh, Send me any comments, questions, anything like that. We really appreciate that. Be more than happy to respond to anything like that. And I think that's gonna do it. Hopefully, we win this next game. Put ourselves at 40 and 25. That'd be so cool, man. 40 wins. It's been like forever since we've, you know, hit 40 wins. And I'll have to do something special when we hit that 41st win. You know, for Dirk Nowitzki. So, guys, take care.